This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Car sales in the U.S. look like they're off to a solid start for 2021. Ward's Intelligence reports that automakers sold just over 1 million vehicles, up a fraction from a year ago on a daily selling rate basis. The SAR came in at 16.6 million units versus 16.8 million a year ago. For some automakers, it was a fantastic month. Volvo was on a tear, with sales soaring for all of its models. Kia, BMW, and Mazda all enjoyed double-digit growth, and Hyundai rounded out the top five gainers. But it was a terrible month for Mitsubishi, which dropped 40%. Tesla saw a 78% drop in sales of the Model 3, which dragged down its overall numbers. The Model Y failed to make up for those lost sales. JLR slid more than 10%, while Nissan and Honda rounded out the top five losers. While U.S. car sales may be off to a decent start, they sure look bleak in Europe. Reuters reports that registrations for new passenger cars in Germany plummeted 30% in January. That's because of a second coronavirus lockdown, plus tax breaks for consumers were phased out at the end of 2020. But it's not just Germany. Economists are worried that the slow rollout of vaccines could push Europe into a recession. Kia's stock jumped 10% on a newspaper report out of South Korea that it will make electric cars for Apple. The report says Kia will make 100,000 EVs a year for Apple starting in 2024 at its assembly plant in West Point, Georgia, and could ramp that up to 400,000 vehicles. But we say, take this all with a grain of salt. And here's our Autoline Insight. We think it's more likely that Apple would sign a deal with Hyundai Mobis, which is the in-house parts supplier of the Hyundai Group. Mobis already makes the rolling chassis for the Jeep Wrangler and Gladiator right next door to the Jeep plant in Toledo. We think it would build a plant just for Apple maybe right next door to that Kia plant in Georgia. We'll know more of what's going on in two weeks. That's when Apple and Kia will reportedly sign the deal. We want to know what drives your testing, OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. The world is changing at an ever-increasing pace. No matter what the mode of transportation, there is always the need for an efficient propulsion system. And that's exactly what Borg Warner has been doing since the earliest days of the automotive industry.
Our favorite teardown expert, Sandy Monroe, had a wish come true and got to interview the richest person in the world, Elon Musk. Sandy posted the nearly 50-minute long conversation on his YouTube channel, and there's a lot of great moments, like Elon calling seats and early Model S's stone turd stools and comparing current battery packs to sacks of potatoes. But we found Musk's candidness about some of Tesla's issues to be refreshing. As many of you know, the Model Y features a single-piece rear structure casting, which is way less than the 70 pieces in the Model 3, even though the vehicles are based on the same architecture. So how did Tesla get that Frankenstein's mess? Musk explains. Like first of all, I think you can generally see the, the errors, the organizational structure errors, they manifest themselves in the product. So um, for uh, the, you know, for, um, the, the, the sort of wheelhouse areas of the body, uh, uh, there was a lot of engineering done, and there were a lot of uh, right answers to the wrong question. Um, so somebody would say, like, well, what's the best material to make this little section of the body out of? Or, and what's the right material to make this little section? And, and I, I think we've got probably the best material science team uh, in the world um, at Tesla, and then uh, actually uh, a lot of them also do, do work at SpaceX as well. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm coming to that question, too. Or, yeah. Yeah, but so... so uh, the engineers would ask, what's the best material for this, this purpose, best material for that? And, and, and they got like 50 different answers. Um, and they were all true individually, but they were not true collectively. Right. Um, and, so, and, and when you, when you try to join all these dissimilar metal, you know, dissimilar alloys, and uh, you, you, you have galvanic corrosion, so you've got, not, you've got to have better seal, and, and you've got gaps that you've got to seal, and you have, you have got to join these things, and some of, them don't, some of them need to be joined with rivets, some of them need to be joined with uh, spot welds, Something needs to be joined with resin or resin and spot welds, uh, and it looks, you know, frankly, it looks like a, sort of a bit of a Frankenstein situation when you when you look at it um, all together. Elon goes on to say that trying to seal up all those panels is probably the most painful job in the entire factory. The Model Three will eventually get that rear casting, but not until Tesla's new production sites in Berlin and Texas are complete because it sounds like retooling the body shop for it would hurt the company's profitability. The casting reduces the size of the body shop by about 30% and removes 300 robots from the line. Musk says there will eventually be a front casting as well, which will remove another 300 robots, and that the front and rear castings will feature a structural battery pack in between them. There's even more great information in that video, and we recommend giving it a watch. After forming a partnership a decade ago, Panasonic says its Tesla battery business will be profitable this year for the first time and raised its full-year operating profit forecast by more than half. Starting in April, Panasonic will begin test production for Tesla's 4680 battery cells at the company's factory in Nevada. The new battery is expected to cut Tesla's battery costs in half and increase battery production 100-fold by 2030. Maybe that story we reported yesterday on Ford and Google teaming up on connected car services is more significant than we realized. Auto analyst Adam Jonas at Morgan Stanley says that could generate $9 billion more a year in revenue for Ford and drop $5 billion to the bottom line. Here's how we came to that number. Ford 
has 75 million vehicles on the road. If each one generated $10 a month in subscriptions, it comes to $9 billion. Jonas is estimating a 55% pre-tax margin to get the $5 billion in profits. Obviously, it's going to take four years to get there, and Adam Jonas is under no delusions. He says that Ford's stock, which is currently trading at just under $11 a share, will drop to $9. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. Borg Warner, propulsion solutions that support a clean, energy-efficient world. And by SAP Industry Cloud for Automotive. Ford introduced the updated F-150 Raptor, and styling falls right in line with that of the more standard truck, but still retains the Ford name in big block letters on the front and back. The biggest change to the Raptor is probably the new five-link rear suspension setup that provides more wheel travel than ever before. It consists of extra-long trailing arms, a pan-hard rod, and 24-inch coil springs. The truck also features a new generation of Fox shocks, which have larger diameter tubing. It's still powered by a twin-turbo 3.5-liter V6, but Ford made some tweaks to increase low-end torque and improve Raptor's payload and towing capacity. Like the rest of the F-150 lineup, the Raptor will come with the SYNC 4 infotainment system, which allows for over-the-air updates and the ability to share trail maps with other users. The new F-150 Raptor will be available this summer, but not to be outdone by the Ram T-Rex, Ford says a Raptor R is coming out next year. General Motors has already secured its second major customer for its new Bright Drop EV600 electric commercial vans. Merchants Fleet, a fleet management company, is ordering 12,600 vans, which will enter its fleet starting in early 2023. FedEx is Bright Drop's first customer, and the delivery service will start receiving vans by the end of this year. As we reported yesterday, GM will start producing the EV600 in September at its Warren Tech Center just outside of Detroit. And hey, we've got a great Autoline After Hours coming up tomorrow with Tony Roma, the chief engineer for Cadillac CT4 and CT5V Blackwings. And no doubt you've got questions about what could be the last hurrah for high-performance piston engine cars from General Motors. So send your comments and questions to viewer mail at autoline.tv or tweet them to us at Autoline. But that brings us to the end of today's show. Thank you for watching.